what the hell was I doing just a second ago? Sorry, all this, I I got so confused because I was going to make the phone call and then it was like there you were. So it was. <laughs> You're listening to the Music Manumit podcast for November twelfth, two thousand seventeen. Learn more at musicmanumit.com. Hi, and welcome to another Music Manumit. I am Tom, and on today's show, I am going to be talking with hip hop artist Ant the Symbol. Uh, we talk a little bit about how he uh, got to where he is, how he got how he got his name, because he was originally called Just Plain Ant. And there's a story there as to how he uh, actually became the symbol. It's it's kind of interesting. It, once he tells you, it's like, oh, it's so obvious. But uh, this is just, uh, well, let's get into the interview. I don't need to explain the entire thing to you. So here is my interview with Ant the Symbol starting right now. Where are you at right now? I'm upstairs of the studio. The studio's in the basement. Oh, okay. And the Wi-Fi's really, really bad down there. Yeah. So I actually had to go upstairs and record this way. Yeah. No, that works out fine. The picture's even clearing up and stuff. And then we can just jump right into it, you know, get started so you can... So uh, I don't have to make you wait any longer. Um, so what, what studio are you at? What are you doing right now? I'm actually at the um, Gritty City Studios. Um, my group, we just run a studio out of the basement of a tattoo parlor, honestly. Really? A tattoo yeah. parlor? Yeah. What? Like How? we just have a really dope studio downstairs, and this is where we do all our recording now. Wow. How did you set that up? Um, well, I didn't. Um, the president of Gritty City is friends with the owner of the tattoo parlor, and he's just like, Look, we'll let you have the studio for rent. Wow. You can just come down here and record anytime you want to. No kidding. That's really, yeah. that's pretty cool. Where, it's, it's a really, really great quality studio and everything. I love being here. Yeah. Like, I even prefer to be here over home sometimes. <laughs> well, clearly, because you're hanging out at the studio. Are you working on something right now? Yes, actually. Um, uh, a rapper from Boston that is really close with the group is actually in town tonight. Okay. So, like, he spread them on and was like, hey, I'm going to be in town, so anybody want to kick it, you know, let's do something. So they're actually downstairs writing a track while I'm doing the interview. Oh, cool. So once the interview's over, I'm just, you know, going to go downstairs and, you know, check on the session. Like, I told him, I gave him a concept and a beat, and they're just downstairs writing. So the person I can't wait to get back down there and see what's going on. <laughs> so the person was just in town, and you were like, "Let's write something. Let's do it." And you're just doing it like in one night. Yeah, that's how we do it. Sometimes, like the most organic songs come through that way. Like I would say, two weeks ago, uh, my friend and fellow artist Ben FM and I just decided to get together and spend one day down here recording our second EP. Yeah. Just then one day, like, hey, let's just, you know, get a whole bunch of video, post the videos, record that album, except for the guest appearances, of course, and just, you know, spend the day down here doing this. Like, we just, we had the album gone, and we didn't know how we were going to record it, so we just, boom, like, decided that that was going to be the way to do it. Yeah. Wow. And sometimes it's even more spur of the moment than that. It's just like, hey, let's just get together. We'll write. Y'all make beats. And as you get, you make the beats, hand it to us. And we'll write to it. Really? And some of like, yeah, like 
Gritty City, the group that I'm in, we're, that's how we've gotten the group album to come together like that. Yeah. And where where are you uh, in the States right now? Where are you located? I'm in Richmond. Where? Richmond, Virginia. Okay. All right. Gotcha. And uh, now with, okay, so Gritty City is, you're saying that's the group you're in, but that's also the name of the studio. And then um, you go by Ant the Symbol, but then also what is Just Plain Ant? Like, what are all these names? Well, just Plain Ant. Was the name that I used to go by, and um, as you know, I had the label Just Plain Sounds. Okay, that kind of fell apart, but I left it. Yeah, something else because you know everything was like things just weren't going the way that I wanted it to be. So at that point, I was like, "Look, you can keep the name Just Plain Sounds. You can keep everything about Just Plain Sounds." Uh huh. But meanwhile, I just want all of my stuff and do my own thing. Kind of like Prince was. Yeah. Brother, before he became the symbol. Yeah. So, and the symbol is the name that I changed my name to, kind of a play on that whole situation. Nice. Like, it wasn't nearly as rigorous as the whole Prince Warner Brothers situation, but <laughs> it was similar. Right. And are they still, is, is, uh, is Plain Sound still around? Unfortunately. Fortunately, not like everybody is, you know, branched off and done their own thing. Um, the Honorable Sleaze, rest in peace. Okay. And I were the two from Just Plain Sounds that went to Gritty City. All right. Um, Graphic Melee was also in Just Plain Sounds. And of course, we do Graphic Enix together every once in a while like we just did the block sonic album together yeah so we still work together joey rips of course like we're all in touch cool but as far as that group dynamic it's not there like that anymore it's like we're still cool we still make music together but we're not in the same group anymore okay and you don't really need to be in the same group anymore because you're gonna have people that get along and people that don't yeah. Let me and the people. Go ahead. Uh, I, I was going to ask you. So there's there's a dynamic that I've always I've always found really interesting, and I'm kind of jealous of, especially when it comes to like hip hop and rap music. Um, people being able to be in a group, but then also branch off into their own, do a solo thing, but yet still be involved with a group, and then collaborate with others. Like with bands, it's just it's always just a group of guys and to do something on your own one, it always seems like a form of betrayal to the guys that you're in a group with. For some reason, I have no idea why it's silly, but I don't, I don't never understood that myself. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it always seemed to me like it was just like a clashing of egos. It's like, well, if you go off and do something with somebody else, we're not good enough for you or something like that. It's never like that. Yeah. If it is like that, then Everybody really just check themselves. Yeah. So, well, then how how do you how do you maintain working with a, a group, but then also do solo stuff? So how how do you even balance that? Like, there's there's one question in there as well. Like, how do you how do you balance? Like, what do you know is like okay, that's what I'm going to do solo. That's what I'm going to do with the group. Or is it really just like it today? Like you told me, like 
I'm going to get together with these guys and we're going to write something together. And then that's how you do it. And then the rest of the time you're just writing for yourself. Well, most of the times what I want to do is just spare the moment. Okay. Like from day to day, I'm not, I usually don't know what I'm going to work on next. And honestly, I kind of love that. Yeah. Because I could, you know, just sit down and make a whole bunch of like instruments and then I can go make some hip hop tracks for somebody else the next day, like completely different things. It's like, I don't know if it's something wrong with my brain or something right with my brain, but they, you know, this is how I operate. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it honestly makes life a lot more exciting knowing that you have no idea mm-hmm. what you're going to make when you sit down at that computer with that controller. You have literally no idea what's going to come out of it. Okay. So how did, how did you get started? Like how does, so something like that, like you don't, you're basically saying you sit down and you, you just love the creation of it. What, how did you actually sit down for the first time and go, all right, this is like, like what made you begin? What made you uh, actually get involved and start creating and moving forward? Like, did you have a musical background or you just one day started doing it? (laughs) You know? musical background isn't that extensive like my mother knew that i was going to be a very artistic child so she didn't like try to force anything she you know tried a whole bunch of stuff to see what i would fall into like she would put me in all football and stuff like that and see if i got into it what really stuck with me was piano lessons i took piano lessons from ages six to ten. Oh, cool and just like grade school and going through all of that stuff and you know of course a single mother raising a son like all of the craziness that comes with that yeah and just you know with me stopping piano lessons it's funny you never forget that stuff but that's we'll come back to that point yeah um i decided to take up the guitar when i was about 14. cool and did that for a while, you know, started writing songs here and there. And from there, like, that's about the time I, like, really got deep into, like, Jay Dilla and mm. Ninth Wonder, JD2 and all of that stuff. And hearing those three specific guys is what made me feel like I could do that. Like, I was never, you know, I was really, I was really too obstinate to be high school. And athletics weren't really my thing. So mm-hmm. I was like, I've got to find something that I can and want to be great at. And that's what it was. And I've been doing it ever since. Who introduced you to the three people that really turned it around for you? The three uh, my friend Calvin, who's My friend Calvin, who's actually a jazz musician, yeah. was the one who actually put a copy of Mama's Gun by Eric Badu into my hand. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, like that album was produced by Questlove and James Poiser. Yeah. And of course, the third one in that trilogy, that trio was Jay Dilla. Mm-hmm. And around the same time, I got into Slum Village. It's like this dude was popping up all over the place. And I found out that he was part of the production team for the Love Movement and Beats, Rhymes, and Life by Tribe Called Quest. This dude was just popping up all over the place. So I started like seeking out his music. Okay. 
and I found these beat tapes that he made on the internet, and I was just like, this is really good stuff. Yeah. And around the same time, I picked up Since We Last Spoke by RJD2, which was, you know, instrumental music, but on a different level of instrumental hip-hop. Uh-huh. It was almost rock. Hmm. And that really piqued my interest, too. And it made me just sit down one day. It's like, maybe I wonder what would happen if I tried to make a beat. What'd you use What to make a beat? What it were was, you using? It was what everybody starts with. I sat down and I made my first beat and listened. Like, I can still hear the thing in my head. It was terrible. Yeah? It was God awful. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> like, I'm glad I kept at it. Because if I hadn't kept at it, that would be what I have to remember. And I don't want that to be what I remember. Yeah. But it all just took, you know, like taking those three influences, which was all like the foundation of that f- friend, Calvin Brown. But thank you, Calvin. Uh-huh. It was taking that foundation and just building upon it, building my taste for music, using that taste for music and to the ability to think about what I want to create and using that energy to actually create mm-hmm. and just growing and growing and growing over, over, over a decade nice. and getting to where I am now, which isn't even near as far as I want to take it. Well, if you were, then you just stop. you know like why continue to create if it's like well i've done this is the best i can do (laughs) yeah it's it's no fulfillment in that you just have to keep doing it because you're always gonna surprise yourself Mm -hmm. how much you can surprise yourself yeah i keep learning that like every time i think i'm like okay how am i gonna like top this how am i gonna surpass this it always comes to that point where I'm just like, okay, I've done it. Mm-hmm. I've never just stopped and started going back down. Like, well, I can't do any better than this. Might as well just retread the steps that I've already taken. Yeah, exactly. And when you, so when you started making the music and putting it out there, um, like, uh, so you basically, uh, when did you first start releasing uh, albums under Ant the Symbol. Well, I started releasing albums under Ant the Symbol in 2013 when everything started to just. I could sense a change. Yeah. Like, I started releasing it just playing Ant in 2008. Okay. And I want to say I released seven albums. Mm hmm under the name just playing it and then everything just got really really strange in that period of my life it's it's almost like just playing it was gone which is why that was the last album that i released under the name just playing it it's called just playing it's gone Mm. like wait you did it because you know that it was going to be you knew it was going to be the last one yeah Okay. I, did. I didn't know if like I I I didn't know if it was just a coincidence or not. Like it just turned out that it was. No, I knew it was going to be the last album, not my last album, because as we said, like uh, somebody, you know, the desire to create like that is not going to stop. Right. 
just plain ant was gone mm -hmm. whatever name was next whatever person i became was next would still release music it was going to be a different frame of mind mm -hmm. it's going to be it was going to be different surroundings it's all a matter you know growing and going through life you know having different things just happen in life changing you mm -hmm. everybody manifests in different ways that's how i manifested it yeah and you started releasing on well you've got releases on bandcamp and then you're also on uh block sonic yes um with bandcamp and i have a really weird way that i release my albums like, yeah they are very different have like collaborations with other people those are albums that i feel like are my official albums and the ones that are just like strictly instrumental like certain ones that i've released off of like say for instance no one and all becomes dust mm -hmm. those I, I didn't really consider them like official albums because those are just things like it's almost like writing in a diary or something it's like there's just certain there's a certain state of mind that you want to capture and instead of capturing to them through words i capture them and mike always appreciates the stuff that i do like that yeah like he'll often find that some of those in instrumental releases are my best one he's like excited about them mm -hmm. like but then to me they're just like diary entries pretty much there's nothing wrong with that though i mean that's i think diary entry it's just like looking at an artist's sketchbook you know like people exactly. are like like wow look at that that's a inner working to something that he worked up to you know and you get to see the process or you get to see the creative but thoughts you know maybe it's because i know what was behind these things when i created them but i even like listened to them and sorry about that no that's all right well usually i listen to those things and I hear the beauty in them, like over the albums, like the albums, you know, are good music pieces. You know, the other people can, you know, enjoy just as much as I do. Yeah. But there's a great chance that I'm going to feel something heavier and different than any other person will when they listen to these instrumental projects that I release. Like, yeah, somebody may be heavily affected in it and be able to relate to it, but they're not going to be able to heavily relate to it exactly the way that I do. Mm hmm. And that's what sets them apart from the official albums that I've released with, you know, different rappers on it. Okay. And how did you how did you end up meeting Mike from Block Sonic? He actually found my first album that I did back in 2008. It was called Fly. Mm -hmm. And he decided that he wanted to put a couple of songs on one of his one of his net block compilations. And I was just like, of course, you know. That'll get more people to listen to me and that'll, you know, form a good working relationship with somebody who is doing something very dope. Yeah. And of course, from there, I asked him if he planned on if he planned on doing any on block signing. Mm -hmm. It was like I've been thinking about it and you know, in the future I wanted that's something I want to do. And I asked him, I was like, Well, how about if my second album is 
the premiere original release for Black Sonic. He was like, of course. Mm -hmm. So Dig Deep, my first, my second album was the first original project that he released on Black Sonic. And ever since then, I've just felt completely comfortable with the way that he does things. And every time I have something that I'm just like, I know how you'll handle this. And I know how other people will receive it. This is the perfect project that I would want you to release here. Mm -hmm. If you dig it, let's do something with it. Nice. And were, did he introduce you to uh, the Creative Commons element? Or did you know about it beforehand? I knew a little bit about it beforehand. He definitely got me more involved in it. He got my stuff out there more to the point where people are just like, we want to use your stuff. Uh-huh to like score a video that i'm shooting or whatever can we do that all they had to do is like just send me a message i'm like yeah sure go ahead and do it like it's got the license on it there's no reason that you can't do this like you don't even have to ask me yeah yeah and the, and then your name gets put on it and they share it with their people and it spreads it out and all that exactly it's insane like some of the places that my music is reached like i had somebody send me a message saying hey why don't you come play a show in melbourne i was like what <laughs> in melbourne me did because you me i'm just you know another at one point at some point i will i will yeah. say that i know i'd go <laughs> oh absolutely but at one point at this point when somebody asked me to come out there, i'm like i'm just a regular college student working a part-time job like you wouldn't know me if you saw me walking down the street yeah. And to to get this message is just amazing. Yeah, it's pretty cool, really, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Like people all over the world listen to my music, and it's just mind blowing that they even got a hold of it. Mm -hmm. Now, the stuff that you do release on Bandcamp that is under just regular copyright, and is that because you are collaborating collaborating with other musicians, like you were saying? Like some of them are yes. like the way you release. Okay, I was wondering that because I noticed. I did notice that difference between the music from from what's on Block Sonic and what's on uh, Bandcamp, but you do have some featured performers on uh, on Block Sonic as well. Like you've got uh, like the song we're gonna play later. You're gonna be you have Johnny Sigs, or yeah, who was actually the president of Grady City. Oh, is he? Yes. Okay. Great musician, great businessman, great friend. Really? So what is what is he like, what does he do uh, as the as the person that runs that? I'm curious as to what Grady City actually does. I mean, you guys have the studio, which is uh, uh, you know an achievement in itself. But what other kind of stuff do you guys do? Yeah, it's um, it's a legit record label. Like Grady City Records is a legit label. I'm actually wearing a shirt right now that nice. has. Like it's just you know to the to the point where it's like I was doing the free releases all along, and I wanted to start to make that a career too. It's like I have nothing wrong with doing free releases every once in a while, but at the same time, it's like working me like blue collar life. Yeah, no, you have a passion and a talent. It's like we've got to start working mm -hmm. towards making this a career. And I'm honestly blessed to have both avenues because creatively, Block Sonic is where I can just like go to any 
extend. Mm-hmm. And not to say the gritty city doesn't too, like all of my music is appreciated on both ends, but it's good to, you know, be starting a music career, like paying music career too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually, let me ask you a question on this too. So with the, uh, now I know that block Sonic is letting you down, letting people download the stuff and use it and then spread the word because of attribution. Um, but, uh, isn't that kind of the same concept as mixtapes? Like I've only, I only really became privy to mixtapes like in the past year, uh, because it kind of is, actually, yeah, well, because I, me growing up and being, you know, unaware that the, the term for mixtapes had changed. Like me, I knew mixtapes as it growing up, somebody actually had a tape and they would put a mix of songs on them. And that was it. But mixtapes were actually then becoming an album release that people would do, but it's something they would give away for free to spread the word. Correct? Oh, shoot. Did I just... Honestly, with like mixtapes, this is the way that I see it. Okay. I see the way that you spoke about it in the first place. Like Those general entries are like, I'm making a mixtape for myself. Okay. And... An album is something like only slightly bigger because it's like I, I just I've always loved making mixtapes, mix CDs for people, and now of course Spotify playlists. Mm. Like I like when I'm making a playlist that like cohesively, I treat it like an album. Like I this is something I take very seriously. I, I love making playlists for people. Okay, now when you make the playlist on Spotify, you're just saying like anything that's on Spotify, you actually create a theme, almost like a DJ set. Exactly. Okay. And it's like it's a step higher with the instrumental collections that I release, and it's a step higher than that with the albums. Okay. Right. Yeah. It's just so it's. It, I find the concept of mixtapes, and then uh, now, like you said, the playlists, uh, just so fascinating. Because it, because it's really an interesting idea because it's a way to keep putting stuff out. Um, and then wrap it with newer things, uh, maybe even throw in some older stuff of your own in there and really keep it in the mix, you know? It's- exactly. Because I want everybody to, you know, hear and enjoy the music. Yeah. As, you know, as I create it, like, I don't, I don't want to feel restricted to the point where, okay, you have to wait until this album is out to right. share your music with people. Yeah. I love sharing things with people. And I, I don't think that I could be like a major label type person because they're like, okay, you have to do this. You can't really share anything while you're working on it or mm-hmm. anything like that. Yeah, I don't get that I, either. I, yeah, I just I just enjoy sharing my music and my thoughts with the world. Yeah. Hmm. And then, uh, so are you going to be doing some more stuff with Block Sonic? Or are you going to continue to put out some of your, your diary stuff? I, I, I yes. like I like referring to it as the diary stuff. I think that's really cool. It makes a lot well, of sense I, now. Yeah, I was about to thank you for that because I never like really th- could like nail what to call it. Yeah, it's funny that you asked that though because um, I was listening to a whole bunch of stuff that I've done this week. I'm gonna have to sleep on it. The last EP that I put out on Block Sonic mm-hmm. was actually about. It was a few tracks from a long set of sessions 
that I'd done for an album that I was working on. It would be my first non-hip-hop album. But, like, I would get a whole bunch of singers, new singers to work with and all of that. My hard drive crashed with all of that on it. Oh, damn it. Yes. That was that sucked so bad. Yeah. Since then, I've, of course, started, you know, working here on there on that album again. But I didn't want anybody to just, like, not hear this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I started putting it out there. Hmm. And like short EP form. Nice. That's really and cool. And I definitely want to reach out to them to, you know, put a few more out. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like, like, like it it sounds like you're I mean, it sounds like you're gonna continue to keep working on stuff. So it's not like you're gonna have a shortage of material really. <laughs> oh no, never, never. Yeah. <laughs> So, and is the thing you guys are working on today, is that going to be released as a single or the, the guys that you have downstairs in the studio right now? Um, this year has been a crazy time here because um, I usually release an album every year. Oh. Tempest Fugue came out almost two years ago, like, I'd say a year and 11 months ago. Yeah. Album still isn't ready. Hmm. On, I've been working on two albums of different fields, you know, trying to figure out which one that I would go with first. And then, of course, back in July, Sleeves passed. Mm-hmm. And he was always like my go to person. Like, if I'm working on something, I, you know, throw it back and forth to him. And he, I'm like, how do you like this? What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. And I started these albums when he was still alive, and then it just kind of it it felt weird I can after understand he passed. Continued to work on it, so at that point I was just really not being able to nail that whole album down. Hmm. So uh, two days ago, literally two days ago, like this interview is interestingly time like maybe the interview uh, sorry maybe the universe had something to do with this yeah because i just scrapped both of those albums two days ago really and decided to start from scratch yes wow maybe maybe that's a good thing you know it's maybe maybe it's just a fresh start a, a rebirth a renewal you know yeah absolutely and i think it's very necessary mm-hmm. however there was one song out of these perhaps 40 tracks that I had in the works. Mm-hmm. There was one song that just blew everybody away. It's, it wasn't completed. Everybody loved the beat, and it was just like one of the hardest hitting like hip hop tracks they heard in a while. Hmm. That's the key for the album, and that's the song that they're working on downstairs. Nice. Awesome. That's really cool. Now I can't wait to hear the thing. So, <laughs> yeah, so... um. I am going to keep certain sessions from this album or these albums and release an EP at some point. But as far as the next album, it'll come out sometime in 2018. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to take my time on it, you know, let it come organically. All right. Sounds, um, yeah, you can't force it. And, and also here's a, here's a question I like to ask because sometimes it, uh, it, 
I find out new and interesting things when I ask this. So I love this question. Is there anything else uh, you would like to uh, tell us about or any projects or things that you have coming up that maybe we didn't talk about today uh, might not even have something to do with what we were talking about that you'd like to mention? Um, nothing specific. I just want to say that 2018 is going to be a busy year in the best way possible because I've got projects with so many different artists that sat down, like we sat down and, you know, figured each other out, mm-hmm. like taking the time to actually build a relationship around a collaboration. So you can have like several different projects like that that are coming out here soon. Um, my album will come out somewhere in the midst of there, which, you know, I'm still trying to figure out where exactly that's going to go. It's not going to be the same as what I was working on over the past year. Mm-hmm. So I'll be interested to see where that goes. But it's going to be a lot of really dope things. Like some are going to come out of nowhere. Some are going to, you know, advanced. But whatever happens, I'm excited. And I hope everybody else is too. Cool. And we're going to close the show today with the song uh, We Can Talk About That featuring Johnny Siggs. Did you want to tell us a little something about that? Yes, um, that song was actually done before I was part of Gritty City. Oh, okay. Yeah, that the Gritty City is a really like dope small group. Uh, just like dudes who enjoyed rapping, they didn't do it rapping for any reason other than they really enjoyed it. And I sent this beat to Johnny Sigs, and he was like. I don't I don't know if I can I don't know if I can rap over this. And then he was like, I got something for you and sent it back. And he had absolutely killed the song. Yeah. And after this, we just kept on working together and, you know, different things happened. And all of a sudden he was like, I want to expand Gritty City into a bigger label. And that's when he started bringing new people, including myself. He's into it. And we're going to be doing some really great things here soon. I think that a lot of people will really enjoy it. Cool. All right. And uh, I want to thank you very much for coming on the show today. It was great talking to you and a great, great meeting you. Great talking to you, too. Hopefully we'll be able to do this thing again soon in 2018, perhaps when everything is, you know, starting to come out bit by bit. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it, just keep working and we'll 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 try and get you back. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. And then uh, here is the song. Uh, we can talk about that. And this has been another Music Manumet podcast at musicmanumet.com. Oh, this is John Six, baby. Gritty City, baby. What's up, man? This shit's beautiful, man. It's that Bocelli shit, man. Know what I mean? Uh, uh, wish stand up. Hey, yo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wanna talk money? We can talk about that. Wanna talk about these girls? We can talk about that. Talk about how I'm the man. Yeah, I talk about that. You all talk about that. So we can talk about that. The Gritty City fam. We can talk about that. Richmond VA. Let's talk about that. And Six did it again. I'ma talk about that. And y'all talk about that. So we can talk about that. These motherfuckers fraudulent, causing shit to water down. Fuck your tracks, don't just dress in the park. You fuck Fucking assholes, fake chain, flying like it's that game. Fucking A, fuck your record, fuck your 15 of fame. Love me, don't you? Flossed out, fly in the poster, put 
precise with every rhyme Do the damn like I'm supposed to Champagne fruits, give me the loot I smoke squares, the nicest around town Throw a line if you're dead I'm laid back, hoodie down Rockin' some slacks, was good again Sent the track, kicking raps just like I should be I science is like juice with more The shit blend, no one touching me in the fist And yes, I mean to offend you all corny Copy your favorite rappers, they bore me You do too, call you coward Cause I can't, cause it's true Fuck your style, my hoodie too big Fuck your life, it's John Six Rock tracks like Ben's rockin' tonight Call me Freddy, life fast like Mario and Dreddy Rhymes gorgeous, 40 sippin' and holdin' down the porch This old school, old rules, new day, new age Old crew, new hustle, UK front page Front and center, fur coat, bask in the splendor Veterans in a jersey for the summer Goose down for the winter, who's down to live well, dog? We live in the light, dimes drop to their knees Liquor over some ice, Wanna talk yeah. money, we can talk about that Wanna talk about these girls, we can talk about that Talk about how I'm the man, yeah, I talk about that You all talk about that, so we can talk about that The Gritty City fam, we can talk about that Richmond VA, let's talk about that N6 did it again, I'ma talk about that You all talk about that, so we can talk about that I shoot the shit, the stars, yeah, I shoot for the shit Shoot at the whip, shoot be duke, shoot seeds on your chick Lifting the riff, looping the kick, few bruises a piff Spit rhymes and fuck hoes, it's a natural gift Factual shit, legit, the whole squad stand behind me We gritty, we slimy, cutthroat and grimy You can find me in ball stools, dog, breaking the rules Relaxing with my pool, sipping suns and swimming pools I stack hundreds, blow it all on beers cause I'm a dumb shit I reside in the city by the 64 junction Fuck your function, I'm the main event payment preacher for payment Your lady's favorite, the greatest pimp slap you playing shooting you shooters, robbing you thieves, bitches bob on their knees, copping the plea. Walk up and slap you just for talking about me. What you even gonna say? John release more tracks. He dropped the dopest tapes and got the city on smash. Seen him dining with dimes, his whole squad can spit. He's a better rapper than me, and he fucked my chick. Who you fooling? I talk shit, cause I can, you can't. I'm the man, drinks in the fan, John can barely stand. Who gives a fuck? Doing my thing, we celebrating, sucking down a cigarette while my girly filleting. Shut your mouth. None of y'all worth my time, I'm patient You whack, fuck a face, and I'm top dog, bitch, embrace Wanna talk money? We can talk about that Wanna talk about these girls? We can talk about that Talk about how I'm the man, yeah, I talk about that You all talk about that, so we can talk about that The Gritty City fam, we can talk about that Richmond VA, let's talk about that And 6 did it again, I'ma talk about that You all talk about that, so we can talk about that